and welcome to another episode of Living in the Past. We are a 90s podcast. We talk about the 90s. We talk about whether it's the best decade or the beginning of the end of civilization. <laughs> it's only 1992. Goodness well, me. you know, I'm, oh. seeing, I'm seeing some patterns yeah. <laughs> emerging. Uh, my co-host, as always, is Ben Ray. Hello. I'm Paul, and I've also got a guest. we got a guest coming back. For the first time I've seen him since our last gig ever in the band of the Profiteers. Andy, Andrew Golding, how are you? Hey, good thanks, Paulie. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thank yeah. you for having it's me. Father's Day today. Uh, that doesn't really mean anything. I was just <laughs> well, I mean, you're a father and we're cat daddies. Yeah, so. that's true. Cool. Did you cat daddy? Did your cats bring, bring anything? Just a dead mm. rat? No. <laughs> they ate their biscuits. That's oh, nice. a plus. Hey, yeah. my kids ate their biscuits too. <laughs> Both uh, of mine yelled at me this morning. Both my kids did. Yeah. <laughs> See, they're the same thing. Well, speaking of Father's Day. Oh! <laughs> bamboo? Look at you. Ooh. We have just been given some pam- casual bamboo crew socks. Man, I need socks. <laughs> you always need what, more socks. I do. What I liked about it was that it, it could be a, a descriptor for all of us. It's the bamboo crew. Bamboo. <laughs> <laughs> I like full Terry lining. <laughs> How did Terry get in there? <laughs> did your dads have a Terry telling hat? My dad did. The ones yeah, that sort of go, so. they, they, they gave oh, no protection. They're like sort of just around the circumference of a head. Yeah. So it keeps that bit. Their ears are burnt as fuck. Wait, is there a brim or is there no brim? <laughs> well, no, it's, it's a bucket hat, but it's a small bucket hat. Oh, It's like right. a sort of an ashtray. Like uh, Terry. Kevin like, and Perry go large kind of hat? Mm, smaller. Ugh. And like it's made of um, like a, the towel material. Mm. It's, it's good. a bit like a skull cap with, yeah, a, yeah. with a brim. Yeah, yeah. For when you do, for when you're doing, you know, when you're doing hot work and you want a towel and you. <laughs> no, I can't say that I do. Oh man, that thing was gross. I, I, I pay so someone. Much. I pay someone to do all my hot work. Really? Oh, <laughs> I'm not doing I'm it myself. Got I'm going to. I've got. I should take a picture of my my disgusting dining table that we. No, you really should. You three types of chili sauce. <laughs> Let's play a game. I, I respect the amount of chili sauce. That's yeah. it's the correct amount. However, that's I, the best one. I keep mine. Is it Cholula? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. The label's facing away from me. But the I recognise the bottle. Top, yeah. Um. But I'm sure that you're supposed to keep all these sauces in the fridge. No. You're Only wrong. the barbecue sauce. No, you're wrong. Uh, I'm pretty sure it says refrigerate after opening. Yeah, like a lot of things say stuff that they don't. Oh. I just touched the bottle and now I'm sticky. Use can tissue. I use, can use I tissue? Use no, no, tissue, please. Please, please don't use um, a tissue. There's wet wipes. And I've got a chatterbox here for when we're talking about um, who we're going to date at recess. Wow. <laughs> oh um, my God. I, I like the amount of nail clippers that you have in this ashtray. It's like the family set of nail clippers. And a bread clip. <laughs> a crayon. Is that the a rubber band? Is that a peanut M&M? Uh... Taste it. <laughs> no, that's a that's a bead from oh, right. okay. various Taste arts and crafts. <laughs> no, pencil sharp. It no. tastes like um the wet wipes and the chili sauce. <laughs> anyway, uh, th- this chili sauce definitely says refrigerate after opening. Yep. Cool. There's a fruit bowl, and then there's some apples that aren't in the fruit bowl. Look at the fruit bowls overflowing. Can't put it in. Uh, I don't know if it is. It's uh. All right. Uh. So. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna post this. Follow my Instagram story. Oh, when's this coming out? Uh, next this week, Wednesday. Why won't you focus on? Because don't it focus want you on. To focus. It want, It just really wants to focus on you. <laughs> He's the host. Camera was for the camera was for the camera was. <laughs> 
All right, before we go into the 90s, let's put our socks on. <laughs> uh, chili pepper style in the 90s. Uh, no. <laughs> Move uh, on now. Living in the now. What, what have you watched, Blade for? What have you watched? Uh, well, what have you watched? Let me tell you. Let, let, let me set the scene for you. Uh, so yesterday, we took uh, the kids to Woodhouse, which is like a like it's a outdoor adventure park in the in the hills. Not a um, credit house album. No, that's Woodface. It's close. <laughs> um, and we got home. It was like about two o'clock. And um, I also just recently picked up uh, the plant based four and twenty pie that you oh, said yeah? was pretty good. Yeah. So I was like. It's a bit cold, a bit drizzly. I want a pie and some potato gems. That's my like nice. comfort food. Yeah. So I've got and them beans? all sorted out. What? And beans? No, nah, oh. it's too much. Should have had some beans. Maybe I'll do it next time. Yeah, definitely. Oh. And I'm looking for a movie. <laughs> now think... I'm just thinking about pie floaters. Sorry, yeah. sorry. No, that's right. I'm looking for a movie to like to watch with the boys who are in the room. Um, and I hadn't watched it for a while. Is your favorite movie, B-movie, comes on. Well, let's not say favorite. Well, let's you just know, say favorite because you were obsessed with that movie. Yeah, okay. Uh, pretty good still. Yeah, it Pretty is. Pretty cozy Saturday afternoon viewing. Like, I was going to oh. go for like a... I really, want to, I really want them to watch Jaws, but they really shouldn't. No, they should not. Um, not when B-movies are not. But we watched Indiana Jones. <laughs> but we watched Indiana Jones the other night, and like, they both dug that. I'm Number like, three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's just like, the next step up is Jaws, but we're not there yet. That's a big step. Mm, I don't know. B-movie does not bridge that step. <laughs> it does not. Yeah. Uh, but I was amazed about how much of those jokes are like really they're not for kids they're for adults like it's I don't know what you mean oh man it's is not the, the sexual innuendo is not a kid it's a kid friendly movie by, by visual it's not a kid friendly uh, dialogue movie there's but a lot I of stuff like there but I feel like it's subtle enough where you'd get away with it up to a certain age oh yeah yeah it's just um they sort of lost interest after a while but I kept it going what? So, yeah. what's wrong with them what have you been watching um, just your messages about B movie. <laughs> what have you been watching? <laughs> um, I was just having a quick look through through my apps to see what what Kat and I have been watching. Um, so the latest season of Lower Decks is out on Prime. Oh, okay. The yep, the, the Star Trek animation. Yep. I thought um, that was a sexy boat show. That's something else, isn't it? Oh, that's Below Deck. <laughs> it's close. Yeah. Yuck. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm so, enjoying that. That's the poop um, deck. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think there's only two episodes out so far. Um, I have wanting been wanting to catch up on. Um, oh, what's it called? Rick and Morty. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's a few episodes like so I'm a few episodes behind on the latest season. Okay. Um, You've been liking it though. Yeah. Better I, than the previous. Uh, but I, I, I guess I've liked all of it. So I don't know. I feel like. Shows like that and Stranger Things and stuff, I think they cop too much shit where it's just like, if you just watch it and you just enjoy it, it's, it's, fine. it's fun, you know? Yeah. There's always going to be a dip in quality. Like, yeah. For a show going that long. But I feel like Rick and Morty definitely had a solid dip. I just, and now it's yeah. back. I know. I'm not a Harmon lover. Mm. I've got, got my issues with Harmon. But yeah, mm. that's fair. I don't know. Um, um, and then, uh, oh, I've watched the first two Fear Street movies. I need to watch the, the last one. I haven't watched the second one yet. Um, <laughs> oh, I, I had a day off where I was just doing some homework and did uh, watch Nacho Libre and Good Burger. Um, <laughs> I like Nacho Libre. Yeah, they, yeah. they were good fun. Yeah. Um, I, I do think it's a little bit racist for Jack Black to be oh, yeah. playing, you know, a, a Spanish man, but, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, or a Latin, and Good Latinx. 
Um, had they had they um, remade that yet? Because I heard there was that was in the cards. Oh. They might bring it back. Nacho Libre? No. Oh, oh, good Burger. Good Burger. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then the other night, uh, Kate and I watched Booksmart. <gasps> Love that movie. Good. Yeah. It just made me go... <gasps> yeah, yeah. The whole time, but I loved it. We so, watched that and Superbad back to back, I remember, because like, she's, yeah. she's a, his sister. I yeah. feel like Booksmart is... Is the the intelligent version? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's pretty, still pretty funny. Right? Yeah, it's pretty good. Right. It's but a good it's, ride. It's not smart though, is it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I really like. I, I I watch that movie quite a lot. So I watched Serena vs. the Umpire. Okay. It's about her. Was it 2019, 2018 U.S. Open like mm. quote unquote meltdown, um, where she had an argument with an umpire. But okay. most of it is just all these old white umpires going. Oh, the umpire was right. She was wrong. <laughs> yeah. oh, um, right. But she's amazing and she can't do anything wrong, so they can they can shove it. I don't watch like Netflix a lot, like I'm usually on the other ones. Um went through the other day, that Untold series. I wanna get into that. Oh, yeah. Like it's got like there's one about ice hockey, like this ice hockey team that's like all like bruises and all that stuff, and there's also the Michigan game in the NBA where they had a fight with the crowd. Oh, it's yeah. like these like dark moments in his, in, sport, in sports, but it's like sort of an hour, like forty five minutes. I think some of them are just ESPN thirty for thirties. Kind of, yeah. Oh. yeah. I'm pretty, well, I'm no, because sure Disney's got all them. Disney's got rights, I think, to ESPN. So. I reckon I there's a, um, a Ric Flair one on on that thirty for thirty. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thirty for thirties. What yeah. what sport did he play? Uh, <laughs> um, also on wrestling. Um, uh, oh, you do, so I should say, like Andrew's. Uh, if you haven't, haven't heard him the last two times he was on, he's a uh, you're the caller for the, the game, ring like, the ring announcer. Yeah, have you been doing much? Like they're still gone. Uh, we've done a couple shows at the Arkabar in the last mm. couple months, and that's been good fun. Okay. Um, and. Yeah. Chunky, Chunky Custard wasn't playing those nights. No, we <laughs> <laughs> we go night for night. So. <laughs> for uh, anyone that's not in the Greater Adelaide area, Chunky Custard is a cover band that is the butt of many jokes of musicians. The events. Okay, so uh, we do we do a quiz this season. So it's going to be yeah. Yeah. three questions. Great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no Metallica or Pearl Jam questions. Yeah. No, no. I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't James, gotten over the last one. James Hetfield's still uh, treating his burns in this month of the 90s because he just had, those, had his arm, oh, yeah. his arm uh, blown off. Oh, um, yeah. And the blown off, but. Um, Axl Rose riot. <clears throat> Yes. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was the third one yeah. last episode, right? <laughs> um, I mean, apart from um, uh, there was another plane crash, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, just one. Yeah, just one. Um, so that's you know, it, it's still it's still a, a, a very frequent occurrence. It still blows my mind that there's, there's this many plane crashes happening in the world um, during the nineties. So, um, but let's uh, let's get the the music going for the quiz. Thank you. Uh, so, Alf, the first question is: uh, What was May Jameson the first American African American woman to do? May Jameson. May Jameson. That's how, that's, I'm assuming that's how you how you pronounce the name. In 1982. Yes. The, what was she? There's the first? no clues here at all. What was she the first? Uh, you know. Jeez. Oh, uh, can we get? An, 
She oh. won a Paralympic gold. No. Mm. Maybe I should give you some um, some options. Is there? Is the thing it, is, it's it's such a it's such a huge thing that like you'll guess the one the thing that I'm that I'm that, that she, is. Is there like a related industry or she ran for office? No. <laughs> uh, she went somewhere that only a few people had been to. Oh, Andy, Antarctica. No. <laughs> she went no? to a place that only a few people in the entire history of man had and woman. Is it that place where Fergie went that she shouldn't have gone to? That restaurant in Florida with the white people? The Jews? Mount Everest. No. The moon. Yes. All <laughs> the space. Wow. <laughs> uh. Looking back on it, I probably should have made that a probable choice. But I was like, uh, okay, if, I, if I put something this this in space, you're going to go for space. So, I don't know. Come through, mate, Jameson. That's amazing. Yeah. Our so, apologies yeah. that we probably should have known that about... Yeah, see, I'm, I actually am interested in history. Maybe you're just not very interested in that sort of history. That's fine. Um. <laughs> Down with women's history. <laughs> Boo. Ted Weiss won an election for congressman in New York's 17th district. What was significant about this? A, he was in jail at the time. B, he was the only one that you could vote for at the time. Or C, he was dead. D, he's an ice cream and he's not real. Weiss. No. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Bring back the callback of the yeah. wild. <laughs> was he dead? That? Yes, he was. Wow. So he was put up on the ballot. This is for the primaries. Um, and then he died three days afterwards. And even with five other Democratic uh, challenges on there, they still went for the guy who was dead. <laughs> I mean, I guess he can't do anything wrong, can he? Well, and then he was got replaced for the actual um, for the actual election. But yeah, it was, wow. it was significant because like, yeah. Because stupidity? No, no, they were just like, uh, these other five people are alive, but they're just not great. <laughs> I'm going to go for the dead Wow. Guy. Now, this one's also a little broad, so these are hard to do. I have to think about these questions, and like, but you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it up there. And also, you might know because you know, this, this is sporting related. Uh, no pressure. Okay. Two major sports stars announced retirement in September 1992. Who were they? If you've been listening to this season, we've mentioned one of their names quite a lot. Evander Holyfield. No. I will give you a... I can't give... See, this thing, as soon as I give you a... Steve Howe? No. No. (laughs) Is is one a basketball? One's a basketball player, and one is a Formula One driver. One's Magic Johnson, and one's Nigel Mansell. Yes. So Magic Johnson, um, he was going to come back. He was all year to come back. And then um, apparently some players on his team and other players were still uncomfortable with the fact that he was... Because he came back for the All-Star game. He did. And like um, he also was with the Olympic team, I think, I believe. Yes. Um, but still other people um, were not comfortable. And he actually kind of wishes then that he had never retired because he thought it might have been easier for just... like he it, it wouldn't have had to be make a big comeback and make a big deal of it. But he decided not to come back. And yeah. Even though there was no, there was no, uh, it was, all precautions were taken and like there wouldn't be any mm-hmm. like transmission sort of thing. So, and then Nigel Mansell um, just faded into the night. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. Those Super Nintendo royalties really paid up. Oh man. <laughs> uh, but apart from that, is there any wrestling news? I I looked it up briefly and I. Don't think I have access to the wrestling shows that we're on. Um, so the calendar, sorry, calendar of notable shows according to Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, 
CMLL, um, which is a Mexican promotion, had their 59th anniversary show. Okay. Um, and FMW uh, in Japan had their third anniversary show. Um, and I, I'd like to watch this match. Um, Atsushi Onita defeated Tiger Jeet Singh. Uh, in a no-rope explosion barbed wire death match for the WWA World Martial Arts Heavyweight Heavyweight Championship. Well, I kind of want to see that now too. Yeah, doesn't that sound good? So I don't know. I might I might try and Google that match and see if I can. Watch Japanese it. wrestling is that like way better than American? Um, it sounds it will, dangerous. Sometimes it it depends. Like, we talk about Japanese baseball here and how that's actually pretty cool to watch. Oh my, like, next yeah. time we go to Japan, if we're ever able to go, um, yeah. Kate and I have said we want to. We want to go and see a bunch of wrestling again, but also try and go for some baseball. Yeah, yeah. It's nuts. And sometimes those two worlds cross over. So, like... Um, <laughs> just, we're just going to pit a bunch of players against each other. Well, so one of the um, wrestlers in New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, Naito, he, the, the, his fans in his hometown... When they're barracking for their baseball team, yeah, they get like a, a brass band to play his entrance music. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. Like you know, it, just stuff like that is really cool. Um, there's a bit more, I guess, it's bombastic showmany yeah. type stuff in even in Japanese baseball. Yeah. Um, I really like watching New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, and they don't do like a weekly show. It's oh, okay. more like they'll do. A short series, and then um, and it, it goes for a, like a few wait a few weeks. months and stuff. Yeah. yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, it's really good though. Okay, cool. Um, so let's go on to other sports. Is that what we're calling it? Other sport. Other sport. <laughs> the other, other sport. And now let's go on to the rest. <laughs> I'm going to play with my bamboo socks. <laughs> you can't because, first up, the Paralympics. Yes. Yay. Yay. Nice one. Good Olympics. Um, not heaps exciting though. Were they, uh, were they getting paid back then? I don't know what it was like back then. I was pretty shocked to find out modern day America pays... But Olympians and Paralympians the same reward money, and we got like, we gave them none, none. But that's changed now because it changed like within the last twenty four hours or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, he called Scott Morrison out or something, and he just changes it immediately. Well, is that all we need to do to get this guy to take some action? Certain things, <laughs> yeah, certain things that mm. yeah, vaccinations between zero and twelve. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, United States uh, smashed out seventy five golds to win the Paralympics. Wow. Wow. Uh, Germany 61 Great Britain 42 Spain the host 39 Australia 37 yeah, nice Coming one. in at 5th I think we always have been Pretty strong in the Paralympics Like yeah. stronger than the actual Like able body Like Olympics and stuff Did you see Dylan Alcott The wheelchair tennis champion Yeah Is in line to be the first person Since 1988 uh, Who was Steffi Graf To win Like the Golden Slam Where you win all four Grand Slams And an Olympic Gold. Fuck. Wow. Nice. So if he wins the US Open next month, it's the first person in how many years is that? 33? Then he should have to play Monica Sellers and beat her and become <laughs> platinum. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of, <laughs> this was also the month of Battle of the Sexes 3. Oh. Yeah. Remember okay. Battle of the Sexes? 
the yeah. tennis. Yes. Yeah, because um, there's a movie about it, yeah? There is, with Steve Carell and Emma Stone. Yeah. I think. Yeah. You, you know, because it's Emma Stone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. So the first two were in 1973. Come yep. tits. Um, <laughs> Polly has re-entered puberty <laughs> You good? <laughs> I'm going to ruin your puberty now by saying the name Margaret Court um, She was soundly beaten in the first Battle of the Sexes in 73 which Is that what made it? Is that why she's on the like, warpath these days? I don't know Because no, I feel like she prefers men to women Okay I, I don't know mm. But Sorry women I'm glad that she lost um, But then Billie Jean King Beat the same guy Bobby Riggs nice. Later that year Yep um, But yeah In 1992 It was supposed to be Monica Seles And Jimmy Connors Because <laughs> she was At the height of her yeah. Glory uh, But they went for Martina Naratilova mm. Who lost 5-7-2-6 To Jimmy Connors who was only five years older than her at the time. Kind of weird at 1992 that they're still doing Battle of the Sexes. Like, is that a big... It's kind of weird. Yeah. It's weird. They still want to do it now. Like what? John, John McEnroe constantly calls out Serena Williams thinking that he could beat her. And I really want it to happen because I'm sure yeah. he could not. Yeah, I, I want it to happen so that she just destroys him. Yeah. yeah. And then he should... Like go away afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> has a heart attack. After yeah, losing. oh no, just like dies on the court. McEnroe's in the put him the in loser the has to go to space. <laughs> McEnroe in space. McEnroe and Bezos just <laughs> off, in that, off in the outer. Uh, but yeah, Connors was so confident of himself, he put a million dollar bet that he wouldn't lose more than eight games, and he lost seven. Ah, uh. yeah. Did he split it with Martina Natalova? I doubt it. <laughs> um, but the big news of September 1992, the AFL finals, everybody. Oh. Everyone likes AFL. Nope. Okay. Andy, you liked it for a little bit, didn't you? Uh, I don't I don't dislike it. You know, it's, it's the kind of thing where if it's on, I might not change the channel. <laughs> but if somebody says, oh, do you want to go to the footy? I've already bought you a ticket. You just have to pay me back. And I would go... Oh, right. maybe, no. <laughs> Let's break that down. <laughs> I'm going. Let's go to the footy. I bought you a ticket. Let's go. Pay me back. Yeah. <laughs> or that's <yep>. shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Unless I've bought comp- your ticket. First rounds on you. Okay, that's fair. Unless there's an agreement beforehand of like, if I get your ticket, would Look, you this, come? This situation hasn't really happened. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hypothetically. <laughs> Hypothetically. Hypothetically, if, your if friends that, are shit. If that did happen. You're one of them. Um. <laughs> I probably would too. I'd be like, well, I'm out of pocket. Yeah. I don't even want to go to football. Now you're coming with me. So who was in the finals? Uh, a bunch of teams, um, but we'll just get to West Coast, Beach Geelong, and the grand finals. Suck at Geelong. It's the end of sports. Let's go on to film. All right. So... We had some pretty good films. You don't say that's, that very often. That's usually well, no. I usually say that, and you go, "Nope." Actually, yeah, um, <laughs> I retract that. We did not have very good. Films. Uh, we had Out on a Limb, uh, Hellraiser Three, Sneakers, Every Dad's Favorite Film, <laughs> uh, Weather Day Takes You, Captain Ron, 
Husbands of Wives, Peter's Friends, School Ties, Singles, da, na, na, na. Innocent Blood, and Last of the Mohicans. So what are the good films here, Paul? Please list them off. Singles. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's. I'm interested to see what you guys watch. So you watch Hellraiser three? Andy? I did. Yeah. Okay. In Hellraiser one, Clive Barker showed you his vision of a private hell. In Hellraiser two, he took you on a journey inside the inferno. Returns in mankind's final confrontation with evil. And this time, it's going to be hell on earth. Great club. I really love it here. It's a great club. You watched Hellraiser 3? I watched the majority of it and then decided that falling asleep feels too nice to fight <laughs> and wow. missed maybe the last 20 minutes. So I, I actually haven't seen Hellraiser 2, so I don't know if there's anything that I needed you to know from that. not missing a fucking Have you thing. seen Hellraiser 1? <laughs> yes. Okay, I haven't well, seen any of them. Okay. I really liked both movies. Mm-hmm. However... <laughs> Really, I just like looking at them. I, I like the ideas that are explored in them, but I think the storytelling just sucks. Oh, man. <laughs> and the cameraman's voices, like, was oh, he dubbed? The, the, the AR, yeah, ADR. The, yeah, his is like, that's not how he sounded on set. No. What, it's, it, what was, it was like It was like Saturday morning, like, sort of feel good, uh, like a Wonder Years. Like, mm. you know, like, this, like, it was like, uh, just, it's, it was. Pretty bad dialogue and pretty bad ADR. Yeah. yeah, and was he supposed to be her love interest, or was she his love interest? Like, what I is think the he, deal? He was basically just built up to become the centerbite at the end with the camera. Yeah. <laughs> if you've never seen Hellraisers or Hellraiser Three, um, keep it that way. It is about a. Keep it that. You're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> Do you not regret watching it a little bit? No, I, I'm glad I watched it because okay. it's, it's one of those movies that. That people talk about and I remember seeing it in the video shop when I was a kid yeah. and just going that looks terrifying I'm never going to be allowed to watch that it is about uh, Same. a puzzle yeah. box that is uh, held on by um, these uh, people like they, they usually they usually look like uh, vagrants and sort of homeless people every, every, every movie's got like some guy who's got hold of the puzzle box once they pass it on to someone then it opens up and this guy called Pinhead this is the first movie that they actually refer to him as Pinhead in um, mm-hmm. uh, he comes and he basically, if you don't know from about halfway through, he likes flesh <laughs> <laughs> and he will talk, he will say the word flesh. It's like moist. It's like, it's one of those words. It's just like, oh, stop talking about flesh. And he'll say that it's exquisite. Um, this in, him and Candyman have got a lot in common. They yeah. love flesh and they think everything's exquisite. And there's like a bit of a romance to them. Ooh. This is why Crossover. I like my movie monsters silent. My Michaels, my Jasons. <laughs> they don't say anything. They just kill. They don't. They don't do a fucking poem. They just kill someone and move on. Mm. That's how I want my horror villains to be. Um, do you reckon that Pinhead looks like way more of a badass in the first movie than the third one? Yeah. What is with that? Is it because the pins are more like thick nails in the third one? And I think this one was like I don't know what because they would use the same designer, but I think. 
this one was supposed to sort of get them to be a bit more it's like it's it's very different to the first two it's not as dark it's like more of a slasher mm. it's got like I mean it's got one of the biggest kill scenes of horror movie history like he fucks a club up and you see mm. the you see the the aftermath of that yeah um in this one in particular uh um into a douchebag with cowboy boots smoking a cigarette <laughs> and he's an art oh, yeah. collector um he also owns a club that plays uh it's got all the bands from wayne's world <laughs> this club. but then it's also got a restaurant at the top floor um but he's also lives in the club um, he also feel- shoots a gun six times and the guy says like oh, I heard shots fired and he goes it's alright he's like alright <laughs> I know you got a girl on there but I'm sure everything's fine yeah, it's not his business he's just a bouncer um, everyone's into sort of leather gear but it's like kind of weird um, so yeah this guy owns a club it's JD I think his name's JD um, he gets this uh, artwork which has basically got Pinhead and when Pinhead comes out he makes all these Cenobites um, Cenobites are these minions of hell and there's usually like a few few good designs. This movie has the best looking Cenobites of the entire franchise. The CD Cenobite is fucking... You have to admit, the CD Cenobite is pretty fucking cool. Did you have a figure of yeah, the CD? I did. Yeah, I did. I, I'm sure we've talked about it before yeah. and it's like... I had right. that and I had the uh, the cameraman. Yeah, right. Yeah. I saw the DG die, I didn't see him... DG? The DJ die, I didn't see him come back to life. You didn't see the DJ Cenobite? It's pretty good. Like, he's, like, shooting CDs out of his, like... Yeah. yeah. Um, Which is funny, because he's shooting CDs out, but I'm pretty sure he should be using vinyl. (laughs) (laughs) What's the the main character's name? The the reporter? The reporter. uh, Reporter. Okay. (laughs) Sarah. I'm pretty sure it's Sarah. Maybe. I don't know. But she plays Judzia Dax in um, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Because I'm watching it going, "Who, who is this woman? Ah, it's you, Dax, cool. Do you, do you want to know what my friend reference was? Yes. <laughs> Becca. She owns the deli down the... Uh, the people downstairs oh, in yes. Becca. I was like, what she, why am I getting Ted Danson vibes from this? <laughs> you know what I was getting from her? Um, one of Michael J. Fox's girlfriends in Spin City. Uh, the other one. Terry. That's, yeah, Terry's like... Yeah. She, he's, in the first series of Spin City, that's his um, long-term girlfriend. Wow. Yeah, yeah so these... Yeah, it's, it's got some... It's got two. It's got two. <laughs> um, in this movie, like, uh, he buys this artwork that's got, like, the Pinhead and the Cenobites in it. Um, he takes his girl back to his apartment, has, like, really, really mm. uncomfortable sex with her. Um, Yuck. Then she gets too close to the statue and the chains come out. Man, when she gets that skin ripped off her... <laughs> It's a thing, man. Prior to that, <laughs> completely degloved, amazing. Oh, yeah. Some of the worst <laughs> acting you would ever see. Oh, she's bad. Uh, yeah. She's not so, a good. And then she's just like <laughs> inching towards the statue. What well, I actually kind of wish that there was a scene with her and the cameraman. <laughs> it's just like who can do the worst dialogue. <laughs> um, it all coalesces into like this. Like, the ending's not great, and like it's it sort of opens it up. Like the, the fourth one's terrible. Is when they go to space. It's like one of the worst movies ever made. Um, but I think this, I remember getting this one on VHS at a, um, veranda music. In the, yeah. They used to sell like movies as well. And they had this one for 10 bucks. And I was like, oh, I got this and I got, um, I think it was like, uh, oh, monkey shines. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. What? It's pretty cool. Yes! It's about a guy who's like, par- um, uh, paralyzed in a wheelchair and he's got a, a helper monkey and, yeah. the, and the monkey goes evil. And it's a George oh. Romero film. It's a George Romero film. It's fucking um, it's fucking amazing. <laughs> I really, oh, I love there's a that lot one. of Simpsons references in this episode already. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, so it's basically like Cry for Cry for Mojo. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, look, Hellraiser is a pretty fun fun ride. It's like it's got a lot of kills. Like the, the, Pinhead's a little bit too much. Like he just, I think this one. I did is enjoy like, his random yelling when he's in the statue. It's just his head. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and like he's sort of like I don't know. I think back in the day when I was watching, I was like, oh, he's, he's a cool, he's a cool villain. And now I'm like, man, he just talks a lot. And it's all about the exquisite flesh and blah, 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 blah. And like, I do like the fact of a killer who knows everyone's past, like their secrets, just mm. by sort of being like, you know, he, he's basically like, tells his guys, like, I know you killed your parents. And like, you know, it's just like, that's, yeah, it's a pretty full on killer to know all that sort of information. Is it not frustrating? Flesh is so exquisite and he loves it so much. And he just kills a club full of people and just leaves them there to rot. Man. If flesh is so good, suck it all up. Well, and when they. <laughs> Suck that flesh up. <laughs> what a waste. When they walk through the club, man, like there's that would have been imagine imagine being on set that day, just like, alright, we're gonna like fuck up eighty people or something. Like, and when when she like just randomly yells every time she walks around a corner and like sees more like, oh. Yeah. By the fourth one I'm like, you know what's you know what you, why are you shocked? You've like, seen forty dead bodies already. Can you get can you get more traumatized? And then she's like and apparently like nearly everyone she knows is there that night and got killed too. <laughs> just happens like no one else goes there's nowhere else to go in this town it's just one club that has the Waynesville bands and that's it yeah it's a place to be oh man um spent way too long on that film uh I I, I watched uh Sneakers have you ever me seen too Sneakers, Sneakers no. is uh it's very much 40 year old man doing what it's like how it's, is that cast though yeah, but 1992 like Sydney Poitier Robert Redford um David Strathern Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. He's, his role's pretty good. And I, I feel like he could have, he should have got more. Like yeah, definitely. Was, he was yeah. barely in it. Um, who was... Um, it wasn't John, Mrs. McLean, was it? Who was the... Bonnie Bedelia? No. No, it wasn't her. Oh, it was the wife from Dance of the Wolves. Yes. Was the only woman in the film. <laughs> yes, it was a very manly film. Mm. Um, I remember my dad watching this with me like back in the day and he loved it. And I think... And I like this one. I think I fell asleep in this one a couple of times. I watched it start to finish... And I did not enjoy it, but like I was engaged enough to finish it and watch it. But the whole time I was like, why is this still going? Yeah. This is a lot of film. This is unnecessary. I it's- tried to watch The Last Mohicans last night and I was like, I was all Ooh. for it for 20 minutes and I was like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I don't know. I just think like lately I've been going to hit the sack about 9.30. Like it's just. It's- I imagine that's a long one as well. No, it's only. And I, I thought, because like the reason I would not try to watch it was an hour and 40. I'm like, I can do this. Ah, I cannot do it. <laughs> wow. Um, so yeah did you watch any of the other ones any of the movies no well you're, then you're going to listen to me and Ben talk about singles for the next half an hour <laughs> okay <But laughs> I, I did watch the trailer for Where the Day Takes You because I yeah. wanted to watch it okay Will Smith is in it he is yes for probably like two minutes I don't know in yeah. the trailer he's in it for like two seconds and the trailer looks alright it looks interesting but it a few of these movies look pretty terrible. good like I'll, uh, yeah I was I was um I was a bit behind this week. I was like, uh, I'll watch the, the big ones and then yeah, I didn't get to get, get around. I don't Captain have... Ron, I wanted to see Kurt Russell with a uh, eye patch on a boat with Martin Short. Sounds like a good... <laughs> and then I watched the trailer and it's just Kurt Russell <laughs> like leering about the Martin Short's daughter in it. Uh-huh. And he thinks that like it's, it's his wife. He's like, oh, you're old dog. And he's like, no, it's my daughter. She's 16. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, and um, he's got... Uh, and Kurt Russell is also sporting a green yellow red and black jamaica hat oh in it and i'm like do i want to pay 3.99 to watch this but you were gonna watch last of mohicans 
with uh an irishman playing the last of the mohicans yeah mm. yeah what's the point <laughs> <laughs> mm. i'm pretty sure he's such a method actor that he actually turned his dna into a native american yeah, just to do it um singles love is a game you distinguish yourself by not calling Four days, he needs to call me. Easy to start. That's a very nice hat you're wearing, and I don't mean that in an Eddie Haskell kind of way. Hard to finish. Linda, Bye, Steve. I left my blue t-shirt at If you can't find love, you settle for sex. I'm on the bed right now, wearing something really outrageous. I think you got the wrong number, lady, but I'll be right over. In the absence of sex, you go for companionship. Uh, you want to get some dinner? Um, how about some lunch? Have a lunch. Coffee? Water? How about some water? Soon you're just happy to have a friend. You know, in the parallel universe, we're probably a scorching couple. But in this one, neighbors. Of course, you can't sleep with friends. Singles. You know I see other people still. You don't fool me. Singles, have you ever seen Singles? No, I don't know singles? anything about it. Singles is a movie. Now, it is a movie that stars, not stars, but like has in it members <laughs> of Pearl Jam and Soundgarden, Alison Chains. Um, it was made, it's, it's set in uh, Seattle in the 1990s. It's a love story by, by Cameron Crowe, um, who just happened to go, he had, he had the script since the 80s, and then he wanted to remake it, and he, believe it or not, he actually wanted to make it. So he'd started becoming friendly with the bands in Seattle. So he set it in the grunge scene. Which I think he was naturally doing anyway. I don't think he went out and forced friendships. No, but a lot, <laughs> no, but a lot of people think it is. Because like it was, it, it, you cannot think of a, a time, more timely movie. Just when grunge is exploding, suddenly a romantic comedy or drama centering about the grunge scene comes out the year after. And everyone's like, well, that's kind of good. And like, it's just, it was a little bit, I think... But Cameron Crowe is like a mad music nerd. Yeah. So he would have been all over what was like good. And like he would have been in depth in yeah. that scene. Yeah. yeah regardless. Yeah. Um, apparently he asked Kurt to have a, he wanted lithium. No, he wanted breed in, in the, um, in the, in the movie. And they said no. Um, but apparently Kurt was at the last uh, thing where it's like, he snuck into the preview or the, the, the premiere. It just seems like weird. Like Kurt sneaking into anything. It just like, it sounds like, like, it's like, I'm going to go and watch like a, a roommate coming about Seattle. <laughs> I can't imagine him or Nirvana, like growing up with this movie a little bit. I can't imagine them being a part of this at all. It no. seems so far removed from them and like what they were. Because I think they were kind of a separate scene too. I think they were more of the punk thing. Yeah. Whereas like Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, mm-hmm. Alice in Chains. The funniest thing is like so the and Mud two, Honey and Mud Honey. The two stars of the extent. the big stars of the, they're, they're all white people living in, in a really nice apartment building in Seattle. Matt Dillon's in there. He plays um, like a grunge. He plays in a band with Eddie and Jeff and Stone from Pearl Jam called Citizen Dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a song called Touch Me, I'm Dick, which is just Touch Me, I'm Sick. But that's Eddie singing. Oh. Yeah, like they, they, he actually sings the song. Um, I used to watch it because like back in the day because they had like two scenes where like Pearl Jam and his runner and it was kind of funny. <laughs> and then there's also um, Alice in Chains and Soundgarden perform live. They didn't want to do any overdubs so they, like the sound you hear there is actually live sound which yeah, is pretty cool. cool. Um, P- 
but the fact that these like two very sort of uh, yuppie white people they t- they walk into Alice in Chains shows and Soundgarden shows and it's like it's just like this there's like a grunge crowd and you got like the, your stars there in the middle and like these two things don't go together <laughs> you're like wearing like this like uh, trench coat one like, had a turtleneck does, does, yeah one had a turtleneck a turtleneck is like you know you're not part of the grunge well, I guess that's the thing that at the time when grunge would have been blowing up people had jumped on it because it was the fad like this is the cool hip thing to do yeah. so this isn't our circle but like we're gonna go get into it because everyone's into it apparently very good for Pearl Jam too because um, it, it helped um, the dip between 10 and verses apparently this this the soundtrack for this um, movie was huge like it sold heaps heaps copies and also had unreleased songs from Pearl Jam who had just had a hit with 10 they're like on that base alone we got like there's Smashing Pumpkins on there too Jimi Hendrix was on there um, Mud Honey, uh, Paul Westerberg. Um, How good's that song, by the way? Oh, so good. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this is a big part of my. Um, Why did you not push Andy to watch this before we came here? I don't know. You want me to watch I'm, okay, I'm surprised that I haven't seen it before, you know. Like, everything you've seen. In all about, honesty, like, wow, I'm, I'm a little I should watch this in high school. I think I'm a little bit that embarrassed by it, too. I didn't think I wanted to push it because I, I didn't know how bad it stood. It's up. a terrible film. Oh, okay. At the root of, like,. As far as films go, it's a terrible film. The storytelling is not really like there's there's a it's, it says it centers around six people. It's about three of those people, right? Like they don't really sort of, and there's there's mm. there's one there's one that that, that um Debbie, the oh, yeah. one that's like the one she, downstairs, she, the one downstairs. Like there's this 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 whole B story or C story related to her. It could have been cut out of the movie and made it like shorter, and it, we didn't need that story it's, at all. It's kind of like. Crash and like Babel and those sorts of films were trying like intertwine all these stories, but mm. there wasn't that many stories. They never fully intertwined. You didn't get enough development on any of them. Do you like breaking the fourth wall, like talking to the camera movies? Oh, it doesn't bother me. This like, one irked me a bit. Yeah, it's right. like it was a little bit. Mm, yeah, like, you don't know. If, is this a documentary? Or well, is no, this a, no more of like mid twenties white people complaining about their life. And I'm like, you look like you're pretty secure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know whether you should be complaining. Like, you're just whiny. Mm. That's the that's yeah. the thing I got from all these people is that they're just whiny. Um, considering like mm-hmm. what we knew was going on at the time. Now, um, I was just like, ugh. like Matt Dillon comes. Like, he hasn't talked to the camera the entire film. Then just at the end, he does that sort of like the the cap off at the end. He's like, oh, this is what happened to everyone. I'm like, oh. We're all talking to the camera now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> strolling through like Seattle landmarks and there's not a homeless person in sight. No, it looks so clean not... and so nice. Like it, and like the coffee shop they all sort of go to could be like Central Perk. It's like, you know, everyone's everyone's like nice and happy and there's no problem whatsoever. And I'm just like, it just is now doing this podcast and knowing what stuff was going at the time. I'm like, it's a bit. Yeah. But if you like... Anything to do with grunge in Seattle. Like, it's, it's a dream film. If yeah. you're like Chris Cornell just standing next to someone and grooving. Like, <laughs> that's his caveat where he's just like listening to music then he just walks back inside again. Like, oh, okay. Yeah, that was, that was pretty good. That was a highlight. Um, There's some pretty interesting notes to take on this film though as well. Yeah. Uh, a young Masterson. I don't know if you noticed that. Yeah, Danny Masterson. The, the eldest from Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. Is he the one that was the scumbag? No, that was James, wasn't it? The one that was... The one from yeah. that 70s show? Yeah, yeah. He's the one yeah. that's yeah, not cool. The one that was in the army and that's um, Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He yeah, plays yeah. a young version of one of the main guys, like on a... Of Campbell's Girl, yeah. Yeah. On yeah. a look back. Uh, Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti. Uh, randomly is... making out. 
this is it's probably one of the funniest scenes in the movie like there's thing it's these couple who's just like full on making out next to each other and um Paul Giamatti just looks over and he's like what <laughs> and there's like oh He's pretty much been the same from the start. He is now just the boisterous. Is this one of his first? Slept. Yeah. So I never knew it was him. Yeah. There's another pretty interesting cameo. I don't know if you noticed or knew about. No. Mr. Burton. Oh, I saw Tim Burton. Yeah, Tim Burton's in the background. Wow, okay. He's like, uh, they're, they go to this uh, dating site where they make videos and Tim Burton's the, the uh, director or the editor. Yeah. And I was just like, and they panned over to him and I'm like, oh, I've got a shiver. I'm like, oh, it's fucking Tim Burton, that's why. <laughs> um, and <Sorry. laughs> our old mate Roach from Point Break. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Remember him? He was just in everything. These. Yeah, he was. <laughs> the biggest thing I've made note of, which is driving me nuts, I've just wrote down Zodiac. Is, why that, the, did is I... that the note that you were saying before? Yeah. Before you were like, I don't know what that means. I'm like, why did I write Zodiac? Because one of them was a killer. <laughs> Maybe does Matt Dillon the Zodiac killer? Maybe him or like the the fake boyfriend from the Star that travels around and picks up women and he's. Do you know the mime was Eric Stoltz? Yes, I forgot about that. Sorry, we're talking about this movie you haven't seen. I should. No, <laughs> Andy fine. is here. He's just watching us like I, nerd I, out I, about a movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> really wondering why I didn't watch this in high school when I was in a grunge band. Like, well, it sounds like a, a band activity that we would have undertaken you know like yeah i, I think i'm I, I, was, I was watching it with mal and i'm like i think i kind of got my dating protocols from this in high fidelity which might be problematic mm, yeah probably. and i'm like because i remember um a couple of the lines in this i think i even might have even used oh people i'm like oh oh when he goes up to in the club and is like i've got two options to not that me. no that's okay. a douchebag like nah he's a complete douchebag in that Ugh. one but like um yeah no, there's a couple other moments where I'm just like, oh. I, maybe not I've said it, but in the, in my mind, I'm like, this would be the perfect moment to say that line, but I'm not going to because I'm not Because <laughs> all of it is so like cliche and cringy and... But back then it probably wasn't as cliche, but now like there was a lot of um, uh, copies of this film that sort of came through the 90s. Like We're about to hit those romantic comedies like hard. It's so nice to see a Cameron Crowe film like... It's like when you listen to bands grow through their music and you go back to the first album, it's like, I can see what you're doing, but this this isn't your best. And like watching this, like, this is nice. It has its moments, but it's kind of bad in comparison to what you've gone and done since. It kind of reminds me a little bit of So I Married an Axe Murder in a way. It's not as, like, as funny as that, but like they were trying to be edgy-ish. You know when like, you know, you don't want to be like a mm. full-run comedy where like someone works for like, you know, um, like a high-rise apartment building and like they've got like they're all, all like rich and all that stuff they try to make it a little bit sort of grungy and stuff like yeah. that yeah we had like a bunch of movies where it's like oh we'll set it in like these coffee bars and they're like gonna be cool and they'll be like bohemian and lots of stuff but they're so fake that you just, <laughs> you're just like oh it's in- insincere like this the insincerity of this movie is like pretty hard to take like right yeah it's everyone really should hard. watch singles just as an experiment it's on Netflix is um, it? It's, yeah it's an hour out, it's oh. two hours out of your time um uh, if you like a romantic comedy, which we all do, we say we don't, but we do. It's, it's then don't worry, because this isn't really one. It's not. There's it, some funny bits in it, but um, it's mostly drunk. And if you want to see Baby Eddie better, being I so do. cute, he's so <laughs> cute in this movie. I wanted so much more. I want to pinch his cheeks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, compliment for us is a compliment for you. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So anyway, uh, that is movies. Going on to TV. 
you will be interested to know that the very final appearance of uh, Andre the Giant. Happened. Yeah, yeah. He, um, I mean, I, I they, they did stuff you should know about him recently. Oh. Um, very, very interesting storied life. Um, and yeah, he, um, I think he, because he had a few um, health problems due to his size and stuff like. That. I mean, the amount that he ate and drank, like, I mean, not not as like a there's that thing where he ate like a was it. 40 something beers in one sitting or something like like oh, 40, 40 cans of beer the and, dude yeah. was like a um, legendary alcoholic yeah um, yeah yeah um, and the the very famous scene from Princess Bride where he let out a, a 21 minute a 21 second fart <laughs> and the director's like you're right Andre he's like I am now boss <laughs> and I wish there was audio um uh we covered this with our episode with us. Oh, so do you have anything to add for Andre or? No, I, I haven't actually watched the TV appearance. Um, I, I'm guessing he probably looks pretty unwell. Yeah. Um, he didn't sort of walk well towards the end. Nah, he's, he's um, such a huge man. Like, it's yeah, just, yeah. I've, I've got his Wikipedia open. Um, you know, he was over seven feet tall, uh, as a result of gigantism caused by excess growth hormone and later resulting, uh, in I don't know how to pronounce this acromed acromedjilly yeah um yeah it's basically it's basically was too big for his like body to keep going yeah, yeah. um so in our episode with June episode with Craig we we moved, we uh, talked about the Batman animated series and how awesome that was that had its um uh premiere this month in uh, September ninety two um it's on stand it's still I think one of the best representations of Batman ever it's i still can't get over that it's that old yeah because mm. i watched that like the end of primary school and even into high school it just seemed like it was current to nerd out too like the biggest thing was like um so when they were making it the guy came um and said like i'm gonna draw this on black cardboard instead of white oh. um so that's where it got like so basically like all the sets have done like all the, all the cells are done on black cool also, and then that's why it's got that gloomy gothic sort of effect on it yeah sort of thing. It's really, really cool. Really interesting. Um, I, cool. I was planning on checking it out, but uh, my wife and I were talking the other day and I was like, you know, the older I get, the the harder it is for me to get behind Batman. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we've talked about it before, but it, it's just, you know, uh, particularly around like uh, one of the movies where Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze uh. just <laughs> want... want nature and global warming to you know like and then we're, we're expected to go for batman who's yeah. this millionaire i don't know yeah like, yeah like the, the, the character himself is pretty problematic i think in this one it really went into like the the fear aspect but also like it gave him a bit of backstory and a bit of uh, agency and like the the mr freeze episode in this one yeah where you find out why he's doing it it's because his wife and stuff like that and it's like mm. like Nearly teared, like I've nearly teared up a few times watching that. Like it's and Paul Dini, um, he's a writer on um, Batman. He, all his episodes are gold, and he wrote that one. And it's just um, if you ever, like, if you get a chance, he does a commentary with Kevin Smith on it. Um, yeah, I think you can get um, going from like deep stuff like that to going to uh, we September's a month where you have a lot of first like TV shows. Like you know, it's it's um, pilot time. This, um, this was a long list and I didn't really look at any of that's them. That's good. I, went, I did it for you. So, that's what you're here for. <laughs> uh, let's go to the most annoying thing first. Uh-oh. People started singing oh, it, not knowing what it was. 
Lamb Chop was unleashed upon the world. You know how it started this movie? You were like, surely it's not the beginning of the end. It's the beginning of the end of civilization. <laughs> I went on a school camp in 1997 and we sang that for a lot of the bus trip there. Yeah, and the teachers now in like an asylum. So. That was 1997. Wow. This is like, yeah. This is 90, yeah, five years on. So Lamb Chop, uh, man, that's just like, just unleashed. Um, we um, got Lamb Chop's play along on Australian TV, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, it was on Channel 7 or Channel 9. Because I remember it was like, you know, just after you got home from school, you'd have like the last of like the preschool block. block yeah. Before you, I think it was in one of those ones. Yeah. Um, I, I always thought the little puppet was cute. Like it's <laughs> oh just, yeah, it's, it's tiny cute. little lamb and and it's you know fuzzy suck yeah yeah um and the the host or like she oh she Sherry did, yeah I guess she just Sherry <laughs> did it did it really well yeah, Ma- yeah. made the, the the lamb look sad and stuff I don't know oh, I think look. after starting out our youth with aggro yeah being so aggro and then having a cute and friendly lamb yeah. yeah yeah it was like a nice change. Does anyone remember this? The story begins. Is that funny This isn't on my list. This is So Oh was... it is. It's a it's a longer list than I realized. <laughs> <laughs> funny Bones is like yeah, like there were like these little it's like I think there's only like twelve episodes, but like I remember that. There was only a few of them. Like, wow. that's the thing. It was only on for like, um, they only made 12 episodes. It was like, uh, Reef Jones, Reese Jones, one of the, uh, an English comedian. Um, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. From Smith and Jones. Um, it's really good. Uh, I remember this from my childhood. But then I was like, I remember this from my childhood, but I was 10 when this aired. So maybe I was watching children's TV way into my like, <laughs> 11 and 12. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> because. The next thing I'm going to talk about, Noddy and Toyland. Mm. I remember watching. that. And I'm like, why was I watching this at this age? Because there, there was the goblins in Noddy and they used to freak me out. I used to get really scared by them. But aside like, from that, it was good, wholesome fun. Yeah. I don't remember the goblins from Noddy. They were, they were, they the were, big, big ears. Yeah. And then, yeah. They, were, then they, were, and they would have like a theme. So it was like... Nang, 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 nang. What? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. But I think also like... You're looking like, naughty, I, I want to know. I want to know. Yeah. Careful when naughty you Google <laughs> I don't know if like animation would have been a thing we would care about when we were young, but like I think the so the stop motion. Yeah, like it just it looked good. It was in. It was. I obviously not now. No, no. Stop motion terrifies me. Oh. I don't like it because it, it makes it's the jagged movement I don't like from my it used to scare me as a kid anything that was at stop that was stop motion and it's still to this day I'm like it's it's it scares me do you have appreciation for it after I appreciate for it uh, and like even Sean the Sheep and all that stuff is good because it's like you know it's obviously but like anything like I actually genuinely don't like Nightmare Before Christmas because it does link to my brain that I don't like it's it makes me feel very scared <laughs> and I don't and I, that's maybe why my, I've got deep-seated hatred to, to Tim Burton and that what Batman um, I didn't watch it for a long time because I thought it was scary it's yeah I just don't like I think it's just that sort of awkward jolty sort of way they do stuff and it's just 
it's effective because it's affecting me. I like the look in your face of just like utter amazement. <laughs> yeah, because all that stuff, like when I figured out, like, because I liked it when I was a kid, but then when I figured out how they did it, I liked it even more. Yeah. And it was, and it just, it's never bothered me in that way. Oh, did you see the shadow puppet thing for Candyman they took, they brought out last year? They did like a, no. an extended trailer that was all shadow puppets. They use I it could, in the in the film as well. I couldn't watch it. Wow. I found it really, like, I find it really not... Shadow puppets are creepy. Not off-putting in a way of I don't like it, just of, of, of thinking that's crap. Off-putting that, it actually makes me feel like, ugh, like, yeah. Awesome. Like Did you... <laughs> <laughs> have you watched Parks and Rec? No. There's a bit where one of the characters spends, like, an entire day, maybe even longer, making a stop-motion thing. Oh, really? And he has R.E.M. stand in the place where you live. And it's like two seconds into the song, like that's all the animation he got. <laughs> he spent all this time. He's got like three seconds of animation. Well, there's a community one where they do the they do it like a the Christmas. The I haven't seen it. There's one where they go oh. like it's kind of like those um the Rankin Bass Christmas specials where like the like the Rudolph Red Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. Like that stuff. Like my son loved it, and I'm watching. It, I'm like, because what, what about Pingu? Yeah, Pingu, like all that sort of oh. stuff. Just like it's just, I look, it's fine. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I find it. I find it genuinely off-putting. Like it's just, it makes me feel. Ugh. I feel like we just need to list them all out. Now I'm thinking like, like all the really kiddie stuff, like um, in Sesame Street. There's the the one on the cup. It's like yeah. it's like they draw the guy on the cup, but it's oh yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I think like, so. But with Noddy, like they have the the rosy cheeks, and I think it's because. They're nice, like all their all, they're saying something like nice in their in their mouth. But if you look at their eyes, they're just so dead. <laughs> and it's just like they got these rosy red cheeks, and they're sort of looming. And there's like that one. There's Mister Plod who's sort of like moving, mm-hmm. like ambling along, and it's just like postman yeah. Pat. That's a little bit too sort of sweet and saccharine to like find too bad. But like I, that's probably actually why I was never keen on Dark Crystal, like yeah. the cold, dead, heartless, soulless eyes. <gasps> Did you watch any of that on Netflix? The, the new recent? one? Yeah. I no, one. I refuse. I, I watched a few episodes of it. I really liked it. I kind of wish there was a labyrinth instead. But yeah. If you're going to take one of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just going through that, that. This was a year too that we had a lot of um, Disney's like going, hey, you liked our movies. Let's make a series of them and ruin them. <laughs> uh, so we've got Little Mermaid. We've got Fivel's Tales. We've got uh, Adam's Family um, came out. Well, Adam's Family's one's actually not too bad. Eat the Cat. Um, I remember Eek the Cat Eek the Cat was pretty good Yeah, yeah. Um, I watched uh, Hanging with Mr. Cooper Because I remember being a yeah. big fan of that It's mm. like a sitcom set in the same house As the Growing Pains family Oh, oh no, Not like they just use the same set But I'm like I actually when I was watching I'm like It looks familiar I'm like I shouldn't know that I shouldn't have this deep deep <laughs> Insight into 90s sitcoms um, That was a good show uh, Yeah uh, That was about a guy who <laughs> Yeah, actually, it was pretty cool. Like, um, it starts. It had like a unlike other sitcoms at the time. It had like a uh, a story that sort of went along five seasons. It wasn't just like one shot, one shot, one shot. It was actually had like stuff that was building up to something. It was good. Um, and then, unfortunately, how is that unfortunate? Because it's got Paul Reiser on it. <laughs> how is that unfortunate? It's got Helen Hunt on it. <laughs> Mad about you? Yeah. I remember my folks loving this show, like, and so it, it's a part of my childhood. But I couldn't tell you what it's about at all, or like, but I remember it being on. And my yeah, parents that were that it. just that theme song. Oh, I, I know the music. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it's like I think that's what sort of resonates more. I can't tell you 
a single thing that happens in the episode. I can't work out even watching it, like getting slightly older and being more aware. Were they a couple or were they couple. friends? No, no, they were a couple. Are you sure? They weren't. It wasn't Ned and Stacy where they pretend to be married in order to keep an apartment. They didn't Coming ever. Soon. <laughs> they didn't ever seem like they were in a loving relationship. That's because it's Paul Riser. Mm. <laughs> wasn't Richard Kind in this one as well? Was that uh, another one? No, I think it was. Um, oh, I can't remember. It's actually the guy. I think he's in Monkey Shines. <laughs> <laughs> that's two Google alerts <laughs> uh, it's yeah it's it's a sitcom set in a, a New York apartment where these two guys and I remember the the, the, wedding, the the baby episode was a big episode I remember like that was like they had any the, they started having guest stars it was it was one of the ones that was like in competition with friends quite a lot um, it's no competition for friends they're fooling well, themselves and then but then you know watching like I saw I watched an episode of it today just to sort of like go back into it but once you've seen Paul Reiser as Burke in Aliens and he's such a dick mm. <laughs> he just sells I'm like the whole time I'm like you sold out Ripley and Newt <laughs> I generally just see him from One Night at McCool's remember that the Liv Tyler yeah oh my god remember that no Google alert for that one <laughs> see no one's mentioned that I'm- Matt Dillon yep Oh my uh, god, uh, John Goodman. Yeah, I was gonna say John Goodman. I'm like, all star cast. I feel like I know it, but I don't. It, it's you would if you saw the cover, you would know. Yeah, right. I think we know the cover because like we walk past. It. We must walk past it, and but it was, it was that one I walked past. I'm like, never watching that. <laughs> <laughs> but you've seen it, right? Uh, I think I'm not sure when it came out, but yeah, it's one of those like set hey. in one place movies. Is it a? Was it? Is it a comedy or is it a? I don't know. I just remember it being semi risque and watching it and being like, but then oh, no, you watch quite, it and it, it can't be a comedy. It's got Paul Reiser in it. Exactly. <laughs> well, he's the, uh, the comedy outlet. What? Uh, yeah. Cause he gets, a bad um, outlet. I don't know if he gets tied up. I think he gets tied up. Like he's all in like spandex or leather or something. No, I don't want Cause to see he's, that. he's trying to get with having Tyler. said that. I think he was delightful in stranger things when he came. No, I haven't seen it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the right that's, that's the right facial expression. I, yeah, no, I don't know. I when don't know. when he when he rocked up, when I saw him as one of the scientists in Stranger Things, I was like, "That's pretty cool. That's good." Yeah. That's, and I was like, "But then again, like, I can't trust him because he's Burke from Aliens." <laughs> and also, we never get to see him die. That was the only. I'm not going to rip on James Cameron any more than I already have. But like, if you're going to have like someone as as a piece, bigger piece of shit as Burke and Aliens, let's see him die. Because yeah. all it does is he opens and it's like you assume he's dead, but you know. Don't know what you're talking about. You've never seen Aliens, have you? Uh, I don't know. Is that the first or the second one? Oh, fuck, I hate you. Ben Seller's TV show, you can not get it, You can only watch it on YouTube. It's actually really funny. Very weird, off the wall. It's before he got into like a lot of his major roles. Um, kind of just a sketch show. It had Andy Dick on there as well. It had um, mm-hmm. uh, Bob Odenkirk. Oh. Uh, oh. Um, he plays Manson. Right. So that clip that I, I shared, and I'll put it on um, Instagram... It's about it's 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 a black and white fifties Lassie type situation, but instead of Lassie, the, the family owns Charles Manson, <laughs> and then Charles Manson and Timmy Timmy hurts his foot, and Charles Manson has to go back and get the parents, and he just goes back and he starts doing like lines from he's like, it's all a dream, man. <laughs> and then they're just like going, what's that? Timmy fell down the well. <laughs> and it's just fucking insane. Excellent. Oh, man. If you ever get a chance to watch it. Um, yeah, but it, it, 
I, I would say if, if if I saw that on uh, available as a box set, I'll get it. It's it's very very. It was, there's a behind the music as Ben Stiller as um the kid from the Munsters. It's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's pretty good. Uh, if you ever get a chance. Have you mentioned Dog City yet? No. I feel like I watched this as a child because when I first saw it, I was like, that's who I work for. That's Wait. weird. That's why I put it on the list. I was like, hey, Dog City. Yeah. <laughs> um, I haven't asked the owner yet if he knows that it was a show. If it's anything related to oh, that at all. Should we get... There could be some litigious things going here. Could... Well, there's a space in there, so it's, it's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dog City. Uh, there's another like... It's just an animated show about With Dog City. Dogs are people. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But I'm pretty sure I watched it as a kid. Yeah. It's like a cop, is it a cop show? I think. Yeah, there's a cop in it. Yeah, yeah. 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 So that's all the um the new shows and parts. Um going on to the like the old the favorites. Uh one of the best uh, Simpsons episode ever, Camp Krusty was on. Oh, yeah, oh, cool. Lord of the Flies. <laughs> <laughs> the best like, when like um cuz I think I just read it and there's the, the the pig's head on the stick out the front of like when they when they're taking it to the camp. <laughs> mm. I'm like, oh my god, I've done Lord of the Lord of the Flies. Um Don't yeah. be the boy. Don't be the boy. Don't and, be the boy. Um yeah, Crossy watching Wimbledon. Landall joke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, and I also like the fact that then he takes him down to tier one. <laughs> in the, in the, like, like he's like, I think there's even like, it's yeah, a, a like, donkey comment. Yeah, the donkey comment, and then yeah. like there's um, he's literally drunk on the street, and they're taking a photo next to him, just like, ah. <laughs> um, yeah. Good so times. sweet, innocent fun. Uh, for Seinfeld, they had a massive six. Uh, six episodes in September. Um, there was the trip, so when they, when they went to LA and Kramer gets, um, uh, they think he's a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Zodiac. What? Zodiac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zodiac. Yeah. yeah. Um, then this like this is a season where they went for a, an overall arc, so they start writing the sitcom based on Jerry's life. So it's like right, oh uh, yeah, like the sort of sitcom within a sitcom sort of thing. So this is the, the, like the pitch. The and show George about wanting to play himself. Yeah, and there's that, there's a whole thing about Ted Dance and how he's not getting paid enough, paid as much money as Ted Dance. Yeah. <laughs> um, lots of like inside NBC jokes here. Um, it's pretty cool. Um. It's got one of your favourites, the wallet. Uh, oh yeah, my wallet's gone. My wallet's gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the watch, uh, um, the one where it's Uncle Leo. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, like Hello. this. Is, yeah, this is the one where, like, yeah, I, I actually kind of liked. Um, this is probably my favourite season because I, I do like the overall like show within a show sort of pitch. Then they mm. redid it with Curb because they, they said they're bringing Seinfeld back, and then they he went to. Oh uh, yeah. People. Yep. Um, Jeremy Piven comes back as because he's going he's gonna to play George. I'm like he just won't go away. No, <laughs> he's in singles. Yeah, that's the one I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was my Zodiac comment. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah. So Jeremy Piven's a Zodiac killer. Look it up. <laughs> just gonna start like wild thing. I mean, he's always been around. Um, so that brings us back to Lord Order Minute. <laughs> that hasn't been in my dreams lately. <laughs> it's just, it's just there. Um, so yeah, if you don't know about Law and Order, it means that I look at the. Uh, the uh, I, I've been watching now season three. Ooh. Getting good. We're getting close to the. Goal. Wasn't good before. 
It was good before, but it's getting getting to golden age. All right. How long does the golden age last for? The rest of the, the run. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Till <to> 2010. <laughs> oh, is it 2010? Uh, well, no, this, this is a season like so. Um, with the next two seasons, like they change a lot of the major cast, and um, we get the the primo cast in. It's gonna be good. When does Martin Sheen come in? Martin Sheen doesn't come into it. Oh, what are you talking about? Benjamin Bratt. Yes. Okay. What? Martin Sheen and Benjamin Brown like two completely different people. Uh, um, we were watching Grace and Frankie. I might have been confused. It's all old white men, you know. Whatever. <laughs> it's racist. <laughs> we don't all look the same. <laughs> we can't do. <laughs> One is tall and skinny. The other is short and less skinny. It's they both got white hair. So I've, got, I've got two episodes, Ugh. which means. How about I do the timer? We got thirty seconds because I do. It's it's a. Uh, it's 15 seconds an episode. That's what we brought. Well, Andy Andy would like a Law and Order minute. He'd like to experience a full minute. Yeah. So, if, if that's Let me what... just choose an appropriate, uh, like, alarm tone. All right. Perfect. <laughs> you get that one. Don't like, download that one. <laughs> All right. All right. I'll, so, I'll yeah. sit back I, and... I'm, I'm going to set a timer for one minute. For one minute? Yeah. Well, I'm going to be easy to do it. It's like two episodes, but... Well, then you can take your time and enjoy yeah. the actual episodes. Okay. And I possibly won't interrupt. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. All right, we start off with our first episode of the season three, Skin Deep. We got Sereda and Logan back. Who are they? They are the... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> um, I always like when um, a... This one's all about a, uh, a fashion designer, a photographer who gets killed, but he gets killed with a pair of scissors. They're like, nice. let's tie in something to do with fashion in with the thing. So basically they find out that he's been having sex with a girl that he probably shouldn't be having sex with and also been pimping, uh. out, pimping out his models. Shouldn't be doing that either. Um, but then they arrest the wrong woman. They do that a lot in Law and Order, actually. So yeah, uh, so that's Skin Deep. Uh, the next episode is Conspiracy. This one, they always like try and flip racial uh prejudice so this one's about a white jewish person who kills a black person and Ew. then uh but then um it's also got a um uh oh man what's his name uh, uh, uh. benjamin bratt martin sheen it's not benjamin bratt martin sheen it is uh he play, he's on uh scrubs too sometimes peter funder uh, 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 john mcginley <laughs> eric bogosian fuck it doesn't count <laughs> eric bogosian's in it he's really good that guy Oh yeah, that guy. Great. That's that it. Was you've had a whole minute. That was atrocious. That was. I you had a whole it. minute for two episodes, and you still. Only well, got he's got a very hard name to remember. Eric Bogosian. <laughs> Eric Bogosian. He's cool in that episode. What are you going to dream about tonight? Eric Bogosian. <laughs> oh, old, old automobiles and Eric Bogosian. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so moving on to music. Now I say this with trepidation. Pretty good month for music. Uh, I would say very, very good. Yeah. Uh, I, um, mm. I actually made myself. <laughs> I made myself a playlist of everything that I wanted to listen to. Right. Because Paul's wasn't. No, no, no. I made it before oh, Paul sent his don't through. Start shit. I'm just saying. <laughs> you're you're you inflammatory. Some, you missed some bangers. You're saying during Pippin's a serial killer, and now you're like you're trying to start shit between. I said serial killer. Just said he might be zodiac. Okay. Uh, there let's were some, some bangers missed. Let's do some. What? There were some bangers missed in your playlist, right? How? We'll get to it. Okay. Let's do some. <laughs> this is some news first. Um. So uh, talk about last appearances with uh, Frank Zappa made his last public appearance. 
um, he would pass away and then there'll be a uh, tribute concert to him in New York um, in a couple months time um, back on the charts we've got Amigos Palace Siempre <laughs> still just that Olympic hangover won't go away <laughs> um, and also Humping Around by Bobby Brown my god uh, and the US charts as I said last week get used to this song End of the Road by Boys to Men will be on there for the rest of the year or up, up, up until um, another song Texas plays Hmm. Suspense. Still, I still don't know how, how, how you haven't guessed what it is. Because I haven't looked ahead. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so in the releases, we've got uh, Mondo Bizarro by Ramones, uh, Brian Eno. That Sh- album what? is not on Spotify. Mondo Bizarro? Yeah. They got I, I think they, or whoever, whoever is still left representing them, uh, don't like it or something. It's just well, I heard Johnny did like it, and then in another doco, he says he hated it. Yeah. Did you also hear a thing about Dee Dee? So Dee Dee got kicked out of the gra- the band for around left. this time. Yeah, and he wrote the first two singles. Um, he got arrested for marijuana possession, and then instead of just giving him money for bail, they made him sell his rights to these songs so they could release it huh. on the album, and then they gave him the money for bail. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. Ooh. As I've said a few times, the Ramones were pieces of shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a little bit. Some, most of them. Uh, and then that's when they got CJ in the band. Yeah. And then CJ and Joey wrote a song about the girl that they were both dating at the time, which, like, I know what Joey look, looked up, looked like at the time. He didn't look well. I don't know how he was, like, actively dating people when they were like, oh, I don't know. Mm. Is that KKK took my baby away? No, that's that's no. that's 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 Dee Dee's. Right. That's Dee Dee's because um, Johnny took it, and then Johnny's like a like a right wing. Hmm. Yeah, and that's why he said the KKK. Johnny was right wing. Yeah, was he? Oh yeah, Johnny Ramone. Johnny Ramone. Oh, Is, wasn't he friends with Eddie and? Bob? Yeah, but that's that's one of the reasons why like, Eddie said like we had like intelligent conversation from both sides of the aisle sort of thing. He like he was like staunch Republican. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Um. Uh, Sugar by Copper Blue. Yeah. Mm. Um, Suze- oh, so my, my my thing was, and I'm sure you know this, but I was watching, um, do you ever watch Amoeba Records um, on YouTube, What's In My Bag? No. So they just um, interview people and like sort of music musicians and like they, they pick up a bunch of albums of What's In Their Bag and they did, um, they had a... Bob Mould? Bob Mould. <laughs> do my research. Um, they had Bob Mould. <laughs> um, he wrote for WCW. He wrote... He was writing for him in the 2000s. Oh, really? in, the, in the 90s. So he said, I was on the road for... Um, writing music or writing like... Writing the... The outcomes the, of The matches. outcomes of matches. <laughs> so they, wow. he said he was on the road a lot. So like, this is back when he was not doing music for a bit. He had a bit of a, a lull in the late 90s. And he was talking about how much he really liked There's Nothing Left to Lose by the Food Fighters and version 2.0 by Garbage because he said that I'd play them non-stop in the van with wrestlers going from... Uh, from city Carpark, to city, Carpark. yeah. Um, but yeah, he was he was one of the writers for Warner's WCW. Cool. Yeah, and I thought because I know that you're a Husker Du fan, yes, and a Bob Mould fan, and I'm like, and you're a wrestling fan. I'm like, oh, you probably already know this, but yeah, I did not know that yeah, at all. So That's he, awesome. He went, Thank you. Yeah. I I saw um, Bob Mould when he toured. I I really wish I went to that. Show. I want to say it was for the 20th or 25th anniversary of. Um, Blue. Copper Blue, Copper Blue, yeah, um, and they played a, played a bunch of that and and a few Who's Could Do songs. So yeah, yeah. I wish I wish I'd gone to that because um, I really like like most of the stuff. People, I love, love heaps of Who's Could Do. I love like um, uh, Sugar a lot. 
His like his recent albums have been really good too. Like he's not stopped. Yeah, yeah. The guy's a legend. Apparently, I, this I really this like album him. was um, heavily influenced by Nevermind. He he had it ah. written. Listened to that, and he said it completely changed the songs. Cool. I have. Um, I was I was going to get while we're on it. I guess I should do it because this it's really like I really like Sugar. Yeah. Uh, this album like is really good, but there's a moment in one of their songs. Yeah. Mm. It's good, right? Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Pretty similar. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Who's that? That was Foo Fighters. But Dave Grohl wrote that song around 91, released it in late 92. Bob Model said first. In that interview, he said they were good friends. Mm. So maybe like. Maybe yeah. maybe they were sitting around having a few drinks. Showing, and each, they, showing like, each other their songs. Like, yeah. oh, what chords are you doing? That's kind of cool. That's funky. Oh, I've got one that's but similar. See, I like stuff like that where it's. You know, if they're mates, then hopefully they know about each other's yeah. references to each other. I mean, it's not like Motorhead and Unskinny Bob. Yeah. No. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> but yeah, when I looked up, because I had no idea about Sugar until I put up, like I'd been listening to it, but when I put up this morning and I heard that song, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, because that's one of my favorite Foo Fighters songs, like yeah. pre-Foo Fighters. Um, But I'd never, I know there's endless music in the world. I'd never heard those types of chords in that progression mm. ever before. Yeah. And then I found out Bob Mould was in Sugars, like, well, he's been on Foo Fighters albums. And they yeah. love there must Puska be. Do. Like, <clears throat> There's got to be something like Yeah. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah, cool. <laughs> um, we had uh, Suzanne Vega, 99.9 Fahrenheit. I really like, I like Suzanne Vega a lot. Also um, not on Spotify, I think, was it? No, yeah. I got most of the songs in here from like, Greatest Hits. Yeah. Um, Ugly Kid Joe, America's Least Wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Screamy Trees, Sweet, Obliv- Sweet Oblivion, um, Toto, Kingdom of Desire, The Jayhawks. Why Hollywood- did you laugh just then, by the way? For Toto? Yeah. Because um, it's Toto. Oh. Uh, the Jayhawks, Hollywood Town Hall, Marky Mark and the Funky Munch, your favourite. Skip. Um, Abba Gold, Nine Inch Nails, mm-hmm. Broken, Blind Melon, Red Man, Prodigy, Stone Pilots, Core, and Elson Chain's Dirt. That's a pretty solid. I feel like that could be one of our best music months. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely up there. I, I like a, so when I got here, I, I said I committed to listening to a few albums in full. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I listened to Nine Inch Nails, Stone Temple Pilots, The Prodigy, uh, Red Man, and Alice in Chains. Okay. And <laughs> what did you think? You want to know what I loved I, or you want to know what I hated? Let's go, let's go on a scale from love to hate. So, what do you love? Oh, okay. Funny thing that I don't think we've ever talked about, um, Dirt by Alice in Chains is one of my favourite albums. Really? Oh. Yeah. And um, so listening to it in the context of having to talk about it, I did a bit of reading about it. It's like, oh, yeah, it is all about drugs. Yeah, like, great. <laughs> I understood like the album. pro-heroin anthems. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I have loved it. It's um, Since I started playing in bands when I was 16 or 17, like, and that was one of the... like. Let, let's play um, 
the the first song. Um, oh, the bones. bones. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's in seven to begin with. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it's a really interesting tune. And then the whole album just fuck all bangers. Um, and ending with Wood, which is about Andrew Wood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mother Love Bone. Yeah. Um, but uh, and we also covered um, so in that first band, uh, Down in a Hole, and it's so oh. much fun. And like, if you learn each of the vocal parts and sing it with someone else, it just feels so good. Yeah, yeah. It's to watch them too, and this is the album that they really sort of start doing those harmonies. Like, man, it's and watching watching them live too to be able to replicate that live quite mm. well. It's awesome. And then I've. Again, like having not known a million bands, I feel like this is one of the few occasions where the guitarist or like the, the writer of the music like is the band. Yeah. Like personally, I don't love Lane Staley's voice. I think I've said before, like he's good, but an hour of it's like this is too much Lane Staley. Like <laughs> Jerry Cantrell was Alice in Chains. Yeah. Yeah. Like his writing, his harmonies, it was the best thing about that band. Yeah. Easily. Um, my. Alison Chain's dirt story is I bought this uh, by accident. Big, no, I bought it, bought it at Big Star or something and had it in my bag with me when I went to someone's place for a party. And this is like like mid mid to late nineties, so the probably people to being like punk going on. And I was like, hey, I, got, oh. I just bought like dirt. If you want to bring the mood down at the party, yeah, <laughs> put on down may in I a hole. Suggest, <laughs> may I suggest putting on Alison Chain's dirt and having a bunch of people look at you like, what the fuck did you just put that on? When we we're listening to Rancid. Because <laughs> it's it's pretty diverse as well for like a somewhat grunge band, like it's good. primarily well, grunge band. And like I think the first few songs are like, cause like so damn that river is like a really really good song, like probably yeah. my, my favorite song on the album, like um or up there anyway. Because it's 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 like, but then when you get into um, is it Sick Man or is it um the one that's got the Junk Man? No, oh, the one that goes Sick Man, yeah. and then at the end it like actually <laughs> in a few of them. Yeah, to yeah, be fair. yeah. Uh, it's the one um, where like um, you think it's over, and then then, then it comes oh, back the up. fade in, yeah, the fade in and the fade yeah. back out, yeah, yeah, and like that was the one. That's the thing that t- they got turned up at the party. It's like this song doesn't end. I'm like, I'm sorry, I didn't know. Yeah. Wood was good. It's at the end of the album. You have to wait. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, what a, an amazing full stop for an oh, album, man. like. Oh yeah, love it, love it. Yeah. Um, um, so, Central Pilots. <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> oh my god! So I, I put it on, and I just thought, this is what every band in high school wanted to sound like. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, who, who told them to start the album this way? Like, uh, I am. <laughs> like, are you kidding, dude? Like, what the fuck? It, it's just, it's such a like ego trip, but. Of shit. Um, <laughs> that's that's Scott Weiland sort of into a T. Like it's yeah. like that's, he's an ego trip for shit. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, having said that, um, Creep is a fucking phenomenal song. Um, the I love the Deleo brothers. Like the the basis is really really good. Like mm. it's it's not showy, but it's it's functional. And like I always loved um, his his bass lines. And when I learned the Creep, one I felt you know when you learn something, you're like oh I actually played something that I really like. It's like oh yeah, I feel accomplished. Um, I really like Stone Temple Pilots, and I don't just want to shit all over them. But th- this is not there. I like Purple better yeah. way than Core. Like Core's, yeah. Um, but then when they're unplugged with this, the versions of these songs are pretty good. Like you, like their sex type thing ones, quite good. And sex type, uh, I remember reading. Um, there's a book that I was reading about alternative um, music in the '90s, and he was really dismayed by the fact that like they were playing these shows and seeing like douchey dudes 
singing along to sex type thing and not getting because the song's about like not treating women like that but they're mm. like flipping mm. and going like oh yeah like, and they're like you know all he sees is like these like barrel chested dudes like you know pushing kids up the way like girls up the way and, 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 and rocking to it and he's like oh like it's not been, like the message is not there yeah. Yeah. so yeah and I think it's it's kind of weird I think this is the time where like it became they're one of the, the they were one of the bands that made it a bit more accessible but that's not always a good thing yeah <laughs> I didn't listen like thoroughly through this yeah. but listen to bits of this and Ugly Kid Joe <laughs> I don't know oh, like shit. <laughs> oh no you know well when... like you know the singer of Ugly Kid Joe is like a badly Xerox version of Eddie Vedder <laughs> yeah I guess so like, but oh. like I don't you know when like a song so ingrained like you know it's a hit like it's such a good song is it such a good song because you've heard it a hundred times mm. or sometimes they just stand out or like Plush Plush is a song like does it fit in on this album it's How did a it... long song like that song needs to fucking finish <laughs> <laughs> it's like five minutes and like we get it the dogs uh, can only get a <laughs> we get it your but dogs are out there that and like Ugly Kid Joe had two standout songs on that album Nothing else seems to fit in with those songs at all. Oh my god! It's nonstop filler, a cover, and one decent song. But that's the thing. Like, I think they had everything uh, ahead about you, and they're like, "We well, can't just release two songs. Just make a bunch of songs that kind of sound like." Maybe that. they should have. Yeah. Yeah. I know that there's someone probably listening to this like going, "Oh, what about track seven? It's like, dang, no one gives a shit about track seven. No. <laughs> Unless Sorry. track seven was one of those two songs. <laughs> yeah. But no one um, knows. So what's, uh, is, we're, we're declining in the list? Or like, no, like, no, 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 no. So I, I actually really feel that um, Core was like the lull in, in my playlist that I made. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's say it's number five. Yeah. And we're going to put Dirt at number one? Is that Ooh, say? I think so. I think so. From Dirt to Core. <laughs> but then I, I don't want to rank the others because they're all so different, but also so good. So... Nine Inch Nails, Broken, mm. which is an EP, but it's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight songs on it. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. Holy shit. I'm trying to let myself, allow myself to like Nine Inch Nails because oh. I've spent so many, so many years of my life hating him. And I'm like, I'm trying to be, because I'm starting to think that Trent Reznor is Tread like quite a genius, but I'm like, I just, my brain's just like, no, you've hated him all this time. Um, the Prodigy, uh, here's another thing. Um, so, go. this is my Fear and Anxiety episode. Um, the Prodigy used to scare me. Um, I did not oh. like, I did not like Voodoo. Like, I know this, this is not the one that's got Voodoo on it. The like, Firestarter? Firestarter, I, by that stage, I was a little, a little older, but like, I did not like the, the guy with like, the contacts. Yeah. Yep. Um, but that Voodoo one, um, I think it's maybe the next, uh, um, that, that film clip, wrecked me i couldn't i couldn't watch it It is that the one with the maggots yeah oh terrifying absolutely terrifying because i was scared of them when i was a kid as well yeah and then i reckon i saw him at the big day out it was great and then he was like (laughs) oh keith flynn he's Um, rest in peace but i really really like um this this album what's it called again experience Uh, experience yep bloody hell i could not get on board at all yeah never like prodigy did you just do you want me to sell you some e I would rather have listened to Nine Inch Nails and Prodigy. Right. Um, uh, Redman? Well, so today, I, I, yeah, I found out that it takes approximately one what the album to get from my house to your house. Um, 
And it's awesome. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Like I I am not well versed in hip hop enough to be able to talk about it fluently. Yeah. Um, but I really, really liked it. Yeah, I was this is one of my little I was I was quite pleasantly surprised by this one. He seems cool. to love um George Clinton. Like he yeah. talks about um P Funk and um and Funkadelic and all that sort of stuff. But um yeah, apart from that I didn't really understand much. <laughs> but no, it's it. it fun to listen to yeah mm. uh what did you i gotta admit i was getting keen towards some of the red man stuff yeah i grew up hating it purely because everyone in my social circle as a child was like rap music because it's crap music and it's not good and <laughs> yeah. it's bad and it's not real music it's like yeah it's not it's not music put on my right carry <laughs> <laughs> um so i've come to appreciate it a bit more he's pretty good yeah. Uh, he's so much better than Ugly Kid Joe. <laughs> Nine Inch Nails, I still. Yeah. 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 It's actually. Blind Melon. Oh, dear. Start to finish, it's a pretty decent album. I fucking love this album. It's pretty good. Uh, Tones of Home's awesome. It's nice. It's that nice bridge on from grunge, I think. Yeah. Like, if every grunge band didn't unplugged for the rest of their life, that's what they would end up sounding yeah. like. I really liked it. Yeah, it's probably one of my favorites. So far of the year, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give my favorite spot for the month. Yeah, uh, which is probably a tough. Toto is actually pretty good. <laughs> There's some good Shut stuff up. on Toto. Wow, <laughs> I like his voice. Yeah, like Africa not, is not on that. <laughs> yeah, no. What about uh, um or the other one? Um, no, I can't remember. There's Africa. another one. <laughs> Excuse me. Hold, hold the, the line. Hold the line. Love is in all. Is that Toto? That's Toto. Yeah. Damn. Banger, hey! Oh, it is a banger. Oh, oh, oh. I yeah, thought it, it was like John Farnham or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you! I don't know, man. <laughs> I must have seen him cover it because I... Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> <laughs> Disgusting. Uh, I'm not even going to mention that garbage that's on the list. Um, what? What garbage? He who oh, I Mark can't name because you just cut out everything I say about him. You <clears> love him. What? You love Mark Mark. No. <laughs> if you keep saying I love him, I'll say what he did. And you'll have to cut it out. <laughs> All right. I'll take over the Instagram one day. <laughs> uh, but Screaming Trees oh, yeah. was my one upset admission that you'd skipped some bangers out of the playlist. Oh, it's on there. Julie's nice. Paradise. I love the song. It's one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, yeah, That I... one and Julie's Paradise. Okay. Very, very good. All right. But I now hate Mark Lanigan. Why? Because he's a fucking idiot. Okay. Why? And I just... give, me, give me some, give me he's some reason. He's that classic rock ego of like I'm gonna fight anyone that says anything bad about me ever and if they think Eagle they can the fight ish. Yeah. yeah Um. last year Liam Gallagher said something about being tough and like Mark Lanigan just like started blasting and was like I'll beat the shit out of you I'll drink more than you like dude mm, no I'd, one cares no, I want them to do that in a, in a ring <laughs> to the death yeah, yeah let me announce it <laughs> yeah like I'm Can't all for that us. but also Gallagher brothers are coming <laughs> <laughs> Remember Celebrity Deathmatch? Yeah. Oh, oh, man. Was that the 90s? Did we get to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's late. That's late. Like, yeah, that's, that's MTV. That was uh, stop motion though, was it not? Yes, it was. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about this. Oh, man. Which album is this? Pig Gabriel. Oh, I'm annoyed at myself for not listening to this. It's pretty good. I forgot to copy and paste that into my document. <laughs> <laughs> How similar is it to Sledgehammer, though? 
Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> uh, if you've got Amazon, there's a li- there's a live version of this uh, from this tour, and it's got. Remember for a while there, um, headless guitars. Yeah. yeah. Fucking, they bought them all. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, especially the bass player loves it. Loves his headless bass. And I was Why? like, and I'm like, how does that? Because you have to tune it. You tune it down here at the bridge. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh. and then they're like, yeah, um, his stage show that goes along with it too. For that, to for that song, mm. and it's been that has been on my morning playlist since I discovered rediscovered this. I fucking love Steam. It's, it's so pretty much. good. It will be on my singles for the year. Oh, definitely. I fucking love it. Um. We're, yeah, I think that's pretty much. I think we got everyone there. I think we got a name check. Uh, Sugar, which we mean we'll talk about Sugar. Yeah, that's a really good album. Um, Copper Blue. Uh, what would be? Oh well, oh. before we get out of music, we've got to do Powderfinger news. How can you do news if there's no news? <laughs> so uh, take away Bob Powderfinger news. Powderfinger news. There's no news. They didn't. They didn't. <laughs> uh, we, we need um, a soundbite of Bob just saying no news. Yeah, but really, really sadly, no news. No Bernard. Um, yeah, there's nothing. I'm just gonna double check. I did. I did have a look through uh, setlist FM <laughs> to see if they played any gigs. But oh well, there actually was. Um, speaking of setlist FM, yeah, I should mention Drop in the Park was September '92. Drop in the park was that the famous Pearl Jam show they did for free ah, in yeah. Seattle? Yeah, um, was later released uh, as a vinyl with the Ten Club, not Ten Club, uh, Ten Redux thing they did. Like oh yeah, massive yep. yeah, wow. Um, um oh, not, that was the the is he, he's wearing that army helmet? Is that I think so? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah there's no there's no Pearl Jam news. So we we actually elbowed in some Pearl Jam news into your Pearl Jam news. How do you like it now? Suck it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Pearl Jam news. Outerfinger news. Um, what's your favorite album and release for the month? If you had to pick one album, and what, well, you can do your, your movie would be Hellraiser three because you only watch Hellraiser three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I only watch Hellraiser, then fine. Um, oh, it's a toss up between Nine Inch Nails and Alice in Chains. Hmm. If um, Alice in Chains, nice. Yeah, what about if you had to pick something new from the list that? Oh, then Nine Inch Nails for sure. Like, yeah. Even though I'm sure I would have listened to it before, but oh, but it's not very long. You don't listen to them much. Like you're not generally a Nine Inch Nails fan. Oh no, I quite like them, but I just I I don't think I'd gotten to to this EP like in depth into I, them. Because I think probably because I've been like no 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 I'm not going to waste time on EPs I'll just listen to the whole albums. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. Whereas I, like for an EP it's quite substantial. Yeah. Um, I obviously have to go singles because <laughs> Seattle's my home and that's where I want to live and that's I want to <laughs> be in that apartment block in 1992. <laughs> Album wise, you'd be Campbell Scott too, you douchebag. You're gonna work would. for the government. <laughs> you'd be Campbell Scott. I'd be Matt Dillon, oh, the homeless loser that lives in his van, basically. Yeah, Actually, I don't want to be any of them. I'll take it back. <laughs> no, they're gross. Uh, I don't know. Album wise, it's that's tough. Um. Screaming Trees, Alice in Chains, Toto, Susan Vega, if I'd got to hear it, I'm pretty sure it'd been <coughs> up there. Blind Melon, but probably Sugar, because I didn't think that I liked Bob Mould, but apparently I do. Cool. And that was it's actually a really good album. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go for Blind Melon as my album. Obviously. 
Uh, I was, yeah. Classic jangly Paul music. Yeah, love my jangle. Um, and yeah, I'd go singles as well because I can't give Pinhead the satisfaction <laughs> of, my, of my flesh. <laughs> I know he's going to visit me tonight <laughs> in stop motion. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming. Thanks thank for, you for having me. For it's been back. a blast. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good good times. And um, so, yeah, uh, if you want to get in contact with us, livinginthepasspod at gmail.com, Instagram. We'll and if a, you have anything coming up with any of your um, ventures? No, no gigs booked. Um, I've started doing a bit more art and stuff. So if you want to see that, follow me on Instagram at coffeexblood. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm hoping to put out something with either anti-gold or ghost bat my solo stuff um soon not ivory peacocks are hopefully going to record by the end of the year so we'll actually have a release which will be wonderful paul do you have any ventures at all shut up (laughs) (laughs) i've got nothing you're listening to it it's living in the past (laughs) sorry about it do you want to start a band yeah sure no cool nah Okay. <laughs> that was brief. <laughs> do you want to play some jangle? <laughs> play some jangle. Pop. I can do some jangle. Um, you got anything going on? No, I'm still waiting for a rec link date. Um. Oh yeah. Yeah. I did start recording something. I got all in- inspired the other day. Yeah. And started like this little keyboard intro, and I haven't touched it again since. Oh. But you know, it sounded nice at the time. Nice. Well then, keep going. Keep it going. No. Okay. Done. All right. Um. And I've. Just um, about to start 1993 prep, so yeah. oh, we can talk about the music for next season. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, uh, check us out on Instagram. Um, there's also uh, in the description there's links to our Spotify and our Letterboxd. Um, and yeah, until next time, October's coming up. Spoopy month. Spoopy month um, with our, our, our all our spoopy bonus as well. Yeah, cool. Spoopy times. Um, so yeah, uh, and if you want. Uh, go onto iTunes or wherever you can and give us a five star review. It helps us grow the show. It Even four star. I mean, we're not. No, five. Okay. Not, not anything in between. Either ha- loves or hate us. One or five. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay. <laughs> uh, thanks again. Thank thanks you. Andrew. All right. See you. Bye. See ya. Thank you once again for listening to Living in the Past. Got some awesome people to thank at the end of the show here. Andrew Golding does our music for us. You can check out his stuff at www.antigold.bandcamp.com. Rebecca Sheedy, she does our artwork. You can check out her stuff on Instagram at mildscribbling. Send us an email at livingthepastpod at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram. You can check out letterbox.com following PD Lumsden and check out the movies that we've been talking about this season. You can check out the music we've been talking about on the podcast by going to Spotify and searching Living in the Past podcast and then the month that you want to check out. Want to help us grow the show? Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or tell your neighbour, tell your friend, tell your mother. It all helps. And until next time, as we always say, sit back, look back and relax. Thanks. Thanks.